Fiber Hot Takes, me, Coach Drew, joined today by Jacob and Josh, who we had episodes one and three. So we've it's been a while since we've uh, gotten a chance to talk about this season of Survivor. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh, because you were on the premiere episode. Uh, how are you feeling about this season now that we're over halfway done and we're getting to the end game? Uh, I am a fan. I'm very excited. Survivor's back. I mean, yeah, it's just, I think it's just great that we have a season going right now. So I'm thankful for every episode, uh, included that in my Thanksgiving prayer this, uh, week, but I definitely, um, think this season has potential, especially it'll depend a lot on how it ends, but it has potential to be like a, you know, a a top, top 10, maybe depending on who wins, depending on how it ends. Like the fact that there's potential, so top ten all time. Yeah, I'm saying potentially. Is it likely? Probably not. But the fact that there's potential. What else do you want? Like with seven people left in this season, you know that yeah. there's potential for it to be a great season. Hot takes. We got. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob. How about you? How, how are you feeling about this season? Uh, when I was on last time, I was very negative. On this, I mean, I think that I enjoyed the cast, and I like that this frantic, the twenty six days. You wake up, and this could be the last day that you you could be leaving tribal council. Wake up the next morning, and you can't even like feel relief. Like you have to do it all over again for a whole day. But that type of frantic gameplay, I think it shows. Um, uh, not only have I been promoted to coach since then, I was a coach assistant last time. Now I've been upgraded as coach. I, I got the promotion. Um, I got everything in. But I'm now also the funeral director for Edgic because I've been keeping up with it this season. I've been trying to do it on myself, try to really understand it. And all the main contenders going into the merge, they're gone now. Like, it's it's so – because once I first started studying it and keeping up with it, it ruins some of the suspense for me. Like, there was a point where I knew who was going to win. Wow, I, there's a point it. who I, I knew who was going to win Winners at War because I – look at this as like a metric of who's the most likely to win who has the most cohesive narrative other than edge i haven't really been surprised once we got into finale by who won but now it's keeping me engaged keeping me invested like and so in the same similar vein as pastor josh he i think it has some potential again i don't think it's very likely i think that the abundance of advantages and especially this next one that may be coming up if that's true that's going to be horrible but well, and, and, and going based off what you two said, I do think, I think that it, it could potentially be in the top half. I think that, yes, what's going to, what's inevitably going to bog it down is the fact that it was so advantage heavy for the bulk of the episodes. Like we do, we have episodes like the one that we're kind of going to talk about tonight, but not really um, this past episode where it wasn't advantage heavy at all. It was all personal and strategic, but then we get episodes um, like, uh, I think right before the, oh, the, the, um, the last boot before the, 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 the time turner, the time turner twist. We get episodes <laughs> oh. like that. Or the like, oh, episode. All right. We, 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 the merge we, episode. Uh, <laughs> so we go from that to probably the best episode of the season, in, in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of people online have said the same thing. Uh, Thoughts on this past episode? We're, like, this, like this is not going to be a recap, but thoughts on this past episode? Do you agree with the masses that this was probably the best episode of the season? And how did it leave you feeling afterwards? Uh, we'll start with Jacob. I, uh, I, I've never 
I don't remember the last time I was this genuinely shocked by confessional. Where Ricard said, "I've decided that this is the day that we're gonna get. I'm gonna get shit out." I was flabbergasted because for this is the first time in a long time where I had like a villain who like I love to hate. Like I rooted for Dominic. He he was I guess the villain in retrospect, but I rooted for him. I wanted to see him succeed. Tony is so frantic and bombastic with his gameplay. Like I I want. The, the winner of all, all winner seasons to be rewarded. So I rooted for him. I was rooting against Shan because she's such a great villain. She, she's so good at what she does. She's great at the social game. She's But she's also paranoid. And she's also grappling between what's personal and what's game. I'm personally invested in these people, in this cause, um, in my relationship with Ricard. But I'm playing a very strategically cutthroat game. Like, I rarely... I leave this episode like knowing that the hero music at the end like isn't befitting to that of Shan, uh, the type of game that she played, but rather the star just just being yeah. pulled away from the. Like, I now love Shan. Like I I could look back. We'll at get to season. we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, we'll get and to that. I right. I love her so much. Uh, I, I'm actually really upset. Josh, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jacob, you, you hit a lot of great points. I think the the one thing that really stuck out to me this last episode that makes it so good is there's so there's no like uh, random advantage or twist thrown in to distract us from like the the human you know interactions. The closest thing we had to like a twist thrown in the season was that they got to do that that reward challenge where they got to go sleep together, the four people you know under the stars. We had those cool close up shots of. Uh, particularly Shannon Ricard that stood out. But uh, I mean, but that's just, again, more of just highlighting what's going on socially, giving them um, an opportunity to interact as the four of them. Uh, so I really, um, yeah, really, really like that. They just let it like breathe. It felt like a nice, you know, nice wine. You let it sit out, it breathes. It doesn't have to be all, you know, shaken up and stirred. It could just, uh, you can enjoy it. Um, instead of just, you know, again, trying to be all frantic and chaotic like the season has mostly felt. So that's why I think this one really stands out to me because it felt a little slower, but like in the best kind of way. And so I, and I agree with both of you on this and I'll tell you my experience with it. Um, for anyone that didn't catch me on the, the Survivor Buffs episode with Adam a couple days ago, I didn't watch the episode live because something, pretty sure I was watching Muppet Treasure Island. Um, <laughs> and I like the, the the movie's going on, and oh, and, and I'm moving as as, and everyone's texting me at the end of the episode, like, oh my gosh, can you believe it? Blah blah blah. And thankfully, everyone's smart enough to know to not text me spoilers. And the way they're hyping this episode, I'm like, okay, well, I can't wait till midnight when it's on Paramount Plus, and I can watch it. And as I'm watching it, yes, I had all of that in my head, so that it did kind of kill the episode a little bit of. My expectation, my expectations were like, this is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened in Survivor history. Instead, it was just the greatest thing that's happened this season, um, which is pretty good. And uh, at the end of it, yeah, I sat there for a second. And I tried not to jump the gun and say, best episode of the season. And then as the days progressed, I, I mean, I still agree that it is probably the best episode of the season because you see especially if you look at it from the, the the larger context of we saw the rise and fall of the season's best character and one of its best players uh and 
Jacob, you were you were going to start to get to this, and I'll I guess I'll I'll, I'll open the door for this. Um, Shan, you know I, I I know we've talked at nauseum about how certain people don't like her because of this, and everyone else loves her because of this. I'm a Shan stan, obviously. Um, grand scheme of Survivor history, do you see her as someone that you know long term? people will look back on uh, people reference in their audition videos uh people will you know will show up at uh reunion shows and uh, jeff will go into the audience but hey remember shan um or do you think that she's just the 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 flavor of the season um do you think that uh there's, there's no there's no um there's no future for the shan character after this season uh josh we'll start with you with that I, I, yeah. So I think she's definitely going to be one of the most memorable characters that we have for a long time. No question. But I don't know if she is archetypal in a way that will last. When people say that, oh, I'm a Parvati, you know, they're a flirt. You know, they use their sexuality in the game. When they say, you know, I'm, I feel like a Colby. Like, okay, they're going to try to go and, and, you know, win challenges and be the good guy, the white hat. You know, there's those like, archetypal uh things even literally like the white hat the b cap the tie-dye t-shirt things like that that just like that just make it so it's like almost one-dimensional in your brain when you think of those people um and i just think shan is so unique because she kind of like defies like archetypes and i think that that makes it harder for people to say oh i'm gonna play like shan i think a lot of women will probably like I, I want to play like Shan and probably will reference them in her bio, but I don't know if we'll ever see anybody close to what it is or even be able to come close to like playing like her just because I think it's so fascinating that she is, you know, this black woman, she's cutthroat. She's a pastor. She's a villain. She's a hero. She has this hor horrible backstory of like tragedy, like that she comes from, but she also said she was part of a gang. Like there's just like so many things that are like, almost like conflicting in her own story and narrative within the season and outside as just a human that like, I just, I don't know if there's anybody that could ever come close to having that kind of, you know, story on Survivor. So I think we were really lucky and really, I mean, I'd say blessed to have uh, a complex character like her uh, on this season. Jacob? I, I, I'm shaking my fist at Pastor Josh because he said everything I was going to say. I, I like in that <laughs> sense, I know we were going to, we we're going to get into this, and I don't want to give away what it is, but I think that with Shan being so dynamic and so unique, I think that her reputation, her legacy, will stand the test of time. Like I've been trying to, and this is a um, a habit I want to break. Um, I do this in my regular everyday life. I use the word love. I use the word friends very loosely. Like there's some people like, I, I, Pastor Josh, I just met, like. 10 minutes ago i can't say i love him right now but like i'm, I'm loving this conversation we have so i'm in the same vein in like real life i'm trying to use that less i'm trying to use the word oh he's gonna come back or she's gonna come back they're a lock the lock is my way of saying i love them and i'm trying not to express that with these players because there's some recency bias that can be involved but there's no way in how like shin is coming back like there's no way like there's some people who like I, I could look at this season and I can remember fondly, but there are so many players that have only played once. 
that will never play again, that don't stand out, that I am very fond of, but will never be, will never just ring a bell like instantly. Like there's some guilty pleasures of mine. There's some one-off characters that I think are really good. Some players with, if they had the chance to come back again, you know, i.e. like a new, another Cambodia, another pole like that, you know, a rep from each season being on the pole or something like that, then maybe they can come back. But the likelihood of them even being contacted is low, let alone them actually winning on. So, like, I think Shan is incredible. This episode really shifted my my sentiment on Shan because I was so fixed on why is nobody doing something about this? How like, last season was I was baffled by how he's doing it, but um, a part of it is influenced and fueled by he's a winner. This is Tony of all. The players being able yeah, to achieve this. Yeah, they didn't let Austin Rob do what he did before, but they let. And then Tony didn't play the exact same game yeah. he played the first time, but it was still like, hey, people should be aware of their surroundings. Um, and you know they didn't. You're right. And the same thing with Shannon, where it's just like, okay, any moment now she's gonna go. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, what it? That's no, she finally goes. Yes, yeah, she does. With an idol in her pocket. It's it, like, yeah, that's, you know what? More power to everyone that's out there that voted that way. Uh, I won't, like, whoever takes credit for it, that's fine. But the fact that people were able to have a plan, do the plan without her catching wind of it, and her going with an eye on her pocket, that's a credit to everyone that voted that way and not just the person that orchestrated it. Uh, because you can orchestrate all you want, and people will run their mouths like we saw with Liana. Um, and the episode. So, uh, Josh, uh, I, I want to get to this. So far this season, we've, we've, and yes, it might be recency bias. It might be the fact that we didn't have a, a season of Survivor for a long while. There have been a lot of great characters, and I think that the last few seasons uh, have had really good characters that have been bogged down by very hor- horrible twists or horrible things happening that we haven't been able to acknowledge the fact that there have been pretty good casts um, recently. And I think this one probably tops all of those newbie seasons uh, in recent years. Having said that, besides, I'm assuming that all three of us agree that Shan is, like, if they ever do have someone, uh, people come back, like, she's top of the list, right? Before I go to the next question. All right. Who else are we seeing? You know, I know it's still early enough in this... uh, early enough in the end game of the season that we, we still don't know, but who are we seeing right now that could potentially be someone that comes back uh, later um, as a character or as a player or just as a story? Um, who, are we, who are we thinking about so far, Josh? Uh, yeah, I, I do think that if I had to bet um, money right now, who has the best odds on coming back, I think I would put Ricard in the second slot for me. Um, just because he is somebody who also has a very unique story that, um, just, he represents a lot of different, um, types of people watching the show, of course, um, represents several different minorities, but it's not just like the minority factor. I just think he also has been given like one of the most complex and robust edits on the show that makes him memorable in a way that a lot of other people won't. So that would be my my odds-on favorite for the second one. I also think he's probably set up to go deep, you know, in this end game. So he's gonna that'll also increase his chances of coming back. Um, probably what would 
hurt him the most is if he won the season and then <laughs> couldn't come back for other seasons, you know, where they want non-winners. So that might be the biggest, uh, yeah, uh, double-edged sword for him uh, for in terms is, of coming is back. Is there a person in the third slot or do you think it's firmly Shan Ricard? I mean, I, I, I think the other person that really sticks out to me is, is Deshaun. I mean, I think that he uh, also has, is set up to go deep into the end game and he's also been given a lot of credit and seems like a very more extroverted pops a little bit more on camera um, versus the others that are left. Um, there's a case to be made for, for Xander. I'd love to know what you guys think about him. I just think that there's so many young Xander's fit white so dudes with long hair that play this game that Xander's really impressive. And I, I, like, I don't want to take anything away from him, but just like the pool of people he'd have to compete with, you know, to get back cast back on the show, especially even recently, like there's like, I mean, yeah, there's just a lot more people that have a very similar background story, you know, uh, game as him. Now he's more recent than them, so that gives him the advantage typically. But um, those are probably kind of the other three, top three for me. Uh, Jacob, okay. any, any disagreements, man? I um, It's funny you mentioned Xander because uh, there's a particular 18-year-old with long hair that was on this season that I think would fit perfectly in the second chance season. And to me, that's J.D., I think that above the pre-jury, for, for no doubt, to me, J.D. is far and above the most likely to return. What Shan ends up becoming with how much screen time that she was receiving, I thought J.D. was going to be that. I thought he was going to be the best the best analogy I could think of. The Michael Yerger. He's young, clearly very passionate about the game, but not really ever on the right side of the vote. He's inserted as the underdog you want to root for, and obviously he gets booted ridiculously early. Uh, much due to a fault of his own. But I think that with him, with some of his confessionals, like he seemed really meta in understanding the, like it's unique because most of these super fans, they want to be the, the, the best. Like, like I want to be the next part of it. Like you said, like they're archetypal. You could distinguish like these are the type of people that I want to be. Not many people saying they want to be the new dolphin boy. Not, not many people mm-hmm. saying they want to be the next Joe. They want to be the next Ozzy. They say they'll prop themselves and hype themselves up to be that. But that's JD's what his sentiment he holds to the show. It's those people who helped him build confidence, those great physical competitors, those great providers, those genuine, well, I mean, I don't know about Joe, but those genuinely good, hearty hero guys. And so I would really love to see JD come back. Um, with Xander, I I want to root for him. But I th- and honestly, I would even argue that he probably represents the, the chaos. Uh, the advantage heavy, um, the the ambiance of the season, the best in that the episodes where he's getting the most focus is around the the idols, the powers. Um, him going on the summit for the first episode, him getting the idol, and him having to um, the the leakage of this information to other camps. It starts with Xander and Abby telling Deshaun and the exile or the shipwrecked island, whatever the hell that's called. I still don't know if there's a name to that. Um, <laughs> Xander, um, the extra vote, the first episode, and how Liana was trying to use the knowledge as power twist on the merge, which uh, he follows with an amazing quote, no, but you could have this fake. Like, I want Xander to come back, <laughs> but I would, I, I, I can't lie, I, my, my desire for him to win is under the impression that he's going to lose. But if he wins after all this, then I'm going to look at him a bit negatively because I, I, I just... And plus, I guess I've seen no personal content for him. But you know who I am seeing personal content from that was yeah. on his original tribe, who I think will actually will come back. The way that I try to 
do this or answer this question, one hero, one villain, and then one um, lost potential. Uh, JD's that potential to change the villain. I think Evie. I, I would love yeah. to see Evie come back. I'm um, so glad you said it. First uh, gender, first queer, first... Um, I don't know if she's um, gender fluid. I don't know if she's... I, I, don't, I know she goes by she, they pronouns, but I think that's just even just even just that, that her being the first, a president of something, I think will be enough incentive to bring her back. But she was likened as somebody who was very empowering and wanting. She was driving home this narrative of Yase being underdogs and she had a very rootable run. She ran her pre-merge tribe, but unfortunately fell off of, from grace. Um, very strong on wanting to get a woman to the end, a woman to win, and um, we'll get to uh, who we think is going to win. I would presume that we would yeah, discuss we that, but and and which I don't know how likely that is. But Evie pushing that narrative so hard, I think that it will endear her to the casual audience. I think it endeared her to the casual audience, and they are very likely to come back. I think as a result, I just fear that she's that character I usually get every season where I love them so like a Jamal. I love Jamal. I love Jamal to death. He's one of my favorite players, honestly, of all time. He's such he's so articulate. He's so he's super intelligent. Had a lot of fun watching on my TV screen. But I don't know if he's gonna come back. I don't know if they're gonna look at him and say, Go, I need Jamal back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm think worried that he's gonna distance themselves from that season just in general. But uh, <laughs> uh so both both of us, so I won't disagree with anything y'all said. Um I actually agree with most of them. And besides Chan for me. I have Ebby, and I have Nasir, because I love Nasir with all of my heart, <laughs> and yes, you know, the way he went out, God, whatever, but I, that's a biased answer. If I were to be realistic about this, I don't think Nasir's coming back. I think it would be Shan, Ebby, and probably, honestly, probably Xander, <laughs> probably just go ahead and be like, oh, we need a white guy. Um, we don't want anyone from 39, so, uh, we know. Xander, let's go with that. Um, so I, I, I do think that those, those people have the best chance at it, but even if they only pull one person back from this season, it has to be, it has to be shed. And that's in a season full of great characters and people. So this is not taking away from anything else with the rest of the people that are left in the game. Because there are some great characters and people left in the game, uh, I'm just saying that Shan was was the the cover photo. She was the cover photo of the season. Her, the winner, and you know, you know, somebody else. Uh, but she is basically what carried the season uh, for a lot of people, whether they loved her or hated her. They were talking about her. Um, and I know two weeks ago, the last time I did an actual Hot Takes episode on Survivor 41, um, for anyone that hasn't watched my episode last week, it was with Davey from David's Goliath. Check it out. Um, but last time I had an episode, I said, if Shan survives this episode, the episode that did two weeks ago, then she's going to win the game. And yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> So every person that I have picked to win this season has been eliminated. So now I'm picking Deshaun, um, you know, who I've been kind of going back and forth with all season. Um, and I think that of the six people left, realistically, I would say that I, I would say five people have a good chance of winning. I don't know how you guys think. We'll, we'll, we'll go with Josh first. 
but do you have some type of power ranking on likely or not six people? There's six or seven people left. Seven. 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 Um, of the people left, do you have some type of ranking on likelihood of winning? So in that case, I guess I have six people that have a chance of winning and one person that doesn't. Anyway, Josh. Yeah. Um, so I think that if Xander somehow gets to the end, it's probably likely that he wins. But his path to the end is not as likely as others, so I can't put him at the top spot. Um, but if he scrapes by, I do think that he probably you know, just has the best – overall story of how he got to the end by, you know, uh, especially making that pop at the merch. But I would say the number one spot or t- top tier is Ricard and Deshaun. I think it's going to come down to kind of between them, how they scoop up the kind of remaining Erica, Heather um, on the outside. Yeah. I think Deshaun, Danny, Liana, I'm assuming that they're still together. Liana though, angry in the preview, who knows? Well, we're going to have to see. So it's, it's really, I feel like you got Ricard on one side and Deshaun on the other. And this next vote, depending on which way Leon, Heather, and Erica swing, is going to determine which one of those two wins. So, I mean, that's that's how I feel right now. But uh, I also could just stick with my preseason winner pick, which was Heather, and just uh, stay strong and say that, you know, she's tier zero. Tier zero <laughs> is Heather. Tier one is Ricard and Deshaun. <laughs> Hashtag Heather strong. <laughs> um, okay, Jacob, uh, you're up. At least your winner pick still win. Evie got yeah, it. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. At least your winner pick still win. So. You, you won. You won the thing. When the pictures all came out, I, I don't know why. What came over me? I'm like, yo, I, this Ricard guy, like this dude. I, and he ends up being Puerto Rican. I just sensed it. It's, just, it's, just, it's like a spider <laughs> sense. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're Hispanic. That man, I like him. I didn't pick him as my winner pick, though. Um, and after the first episode, because I just thought he was very like persistent and like I don't trust JD, like I don't don't like I'm just like I need a reason. Give me something concrete, <laughs> like give me something to work with. And I picked Evie as a result, which I was wrong. But as far as my tiering, um, same, same thing as Pastor John. I mean, except without tier zero, I, I don't know about Heather's likelihood of winning the season. Um, but um, for me, tier one's Ricard. I think Ricard, if he makes it to the end, I think he wins against anybody at this point. Um, I, I think a similar sentiment of like uh, Xander having to defy the odds from being on the bottom. Ricard had to do the same thing pre-merge. He went to four tribal councils. He he is the... he hit Him and Shan with a Malcolm and Denise uh, in the sense that they just kept going back in and in and in and in and they kept coming out of it. And now Ricard, being the person who I think is the easiest to take credit for this move, will then now, I'm um, depending on if Shan's intentions by her saying, you got my vote for a million dollars, was genuine or was to was out of anger, frustration with him and wanted to make him a target, like, like Victoria did in, in Edge of Extinction. I think Ricard has a really good shot. Pre-merge people didn't like him, but I think the merge people at least see that he's savvy enough of a game player. Deshaun... I, I put a bit lower than most other people. I put him at like a three or maybe like a four because I'm seeing a lot of people. I know Evie was low on Deshaun going out. Um, I know obviously Shan called him a snake. And they're portraying him as this um, like this very, I won't say emotional player, but a lot of what his confessionals were. Like a lot of it was in reference to Shan and him being mad about like him not being heard and which that from that I understood. But with... I don't know. I just didn't like that. 
I don't know what tribal it was. I think it was a Tiffany boat. That 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 just doesn't sit well with me. It's just the way that he just sort of sat there. Like, no, no, I'm good. We're good. We're good. We'll do the thing. That that didn't sit well with me. I'm worried that that reputation sort of lingers or is what the perception of is of him. He's a snake, but he gets upset when he doesn't get his way. Danny, I think game positioning wise is in the best spot. He's received no votes. And what the problem is, because I'm going to forget Um, I don't see anything concrete or really complex other than his relationship with Deshaun. So in my eyes, because I'm not seeing him that much, I don't think people are targeting him because what is there to target Danny for? Why well, wouldn't know what there could be because we're not seeing him that much. Xander, it just sucks because I put a lot of the guys high, I guess, in retrospect. Um, Xander's like waffling and is the most divisive because I think there's a chance if he gets to the end, he's pinned as the underdog, he gets the vote. But I think after this casting mandate, I feel like the, although the alliance didn't work out, I think the sentiment of wanting one of them to win at the end is still there. And it's, I, I really want a person, as a person of color myself, as a, Hispanic, as much as I would love for Ricard to win, I just want someone from that core to win because they're the ones I was most invested in throughout the season, and which is why I bring myself to Erica, who is the only person outside of that alliance that I think has a good shot not only of making it to the end, but having a platform in which to um, bolster herself to be able to win. Um, people on Edge are saying that, and I don't see all of it. I see some of it, why people think that she's the winner now. Akin to like a, a Natalie is, White, she, she was. Eric is gonna win. Eric is gonna win. Heather's is gonna win, of course. <laughs> um. So I'll make this very simple with me. Uh, I think now that Eric, I always feel like I'm like Stephen A. Smith coming on here, like saying, "Just oh yeah, change my mind every week. This is how it's gonna go." Right now, I'm saying that Erica is going to win the game. Write it down. She's gonna win. Now, who do I want to win? I want Deshaun to win. Who do who do I think is being portrayed as winners? I think that everyone except maybe Heather and Liana are being portrayed as winners uh, as of now, but we've got a long way to go. And, you know, uh, you know, we can have this conversation here now and then, you know, all of a sudden Heather's running the game on Wednesday when the, when the next episode comes out or Liana gains control on Wednesday. And then we're all looking stupid. And I've been looking stupid since the beginning of the season because I had Abraham winning the game. Um, so I think that we are in for a fun and rest of the end game. Um, I'm looking forward to going to, um, Bryson Wendell's, uh, finale party in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of, um, survivor buddies there, uh, as far as like orc friends and, and, and things like that. Um, but I think this is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a wild ride towards the end. And I appreciate you two for both coming on, uh, this season to, uh, talk about it. And I'm hoping that, uh, in the off season that I can have you guys both back on to discuss other things. I've already got a couple episodes lined up for the off season, um, to talk about things like survivor all-stars and survivor China uh, so yeah, please, uh, continue to support. Thank everyone for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you guys on the other side.